you found the only podcast that's drought tolerant, hey, let me ask you something. On this episode, Kristen and Ralph stand six feet apart and yell across to each other about stating the facts, the edge of your personal bubble, figuring out what's in your control, the exhaustion of making others comfortable, tons of driving metaphors, and spending the night inside an elephant. And as always, the views expressed on the Hey, Let Me Ask You Something podcast are solely the opinions of your host, Kristen Wood and Ralph Andracchio, and are based on their years of practical and clinical experience. These opinions do not constitute any kind of advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any mental, physical, or emotional issues. If you are having an emergency or any serious ongoing situations, please contact your local hospital or a trusted professional. You can find this complete disclaimer on our podcast homepage. And now, on with the show. Uh, Hey, Kristen, guess what? What, Ralph? <laughs> We're doing another episode of Hey, Let Me Ask You Something. What's, what is it called? Hey, Let Me Ask You Something. Oh, that podcast thing we do every week. Mm-hmm. I forgot. We're back um, making making mountains out of molehills. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy, happy Monday. This gets released on a Friday, but... We're recording it on Monday. I forgot. So. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, it's the you, everybody's getting a, a glimpse behind the curtain of how uh, how how the sausage is made. How we orchestrate how these we wonderful orchestrate productions this. every week. We meet on a Monday. We have a glass of wine. We talk about stuff, and then we post it on Friday. You know, right? That's how it. That's how it goes. That's the behind the scenes episode of you. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah, you now podcast. know how we do it. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> You're in the inner circle. Um, how was your holiday? My holiday? Oh, that's two weeks July ago. July 4th, yeah. That was very quiet, actually. Yeah? Because I have been doing so much on Friday and Saturday. By the time Sunday came, I was like, I am beat. I'm just going to listen to some fireworks out the, the window, but I didn't actually physically see any. <laughs> <laughs> and I was perfectly comfortable with it. Is that like your ASMR, like falling asleep to the sound yeah, of fireworks? Yeah, I was just like, okay, there they are. Everything's right in the world. Okay, check mark, July 4th. Great. <laughs> check, yeah. check and mate. Yes. Everything's done. How about um, you? We, uh, we went down to the shore. Um, we went to Margate, New Jersey, home of... Lucy the Elephant. Okay. Giant house that looks exactly like an elephant. You can actually rent it as an Airbnb, I heard, and, like, stay inside an elephant. When are we doing this? Because uh, I just, just mere fact that it's an elephant immediately. house. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fun. Uh, Lucy the Elephant. I uh, got to go on the beach, got to um, have margaritas and delicious food and see friends and see... Uh, my friend's two little boys, and they're two and four, and they're amazing. They have smushy faces that I love to smush. Um, but I lost my voice because I was putting on shows for them all the time. Ah, Hulk smash! <laughs> and, and, like, I, I literally doing it for hours on end. Eventually, at night, I was like, I can't. I can't do this The Hulk has to rest. The Hulk has to rest. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, and then we visited... Some some other family in Jersey, and then came home and slept for a day. It was fun. 
Yeah, I spent a ton of time at the pool. That was pretty much what I did all day Sunday and all day Monday. Yeah. I, I feel like if I had an actual pool, I would be one of those those rich people. Like, at the beginning of a movie, they just walk out in their robe, and then they, ha- <laughs> they take it off, and they have the Speedo on, and they just jump into the pool and do one lap. It's just one lap. And then get out and, like make themselves breakfast and I just I want to live that glamorous life. Yeah, it's not it's a ni- very nice pool but it's definitely not that glamorous. There's no one wearing a robe that I've yet that I've seen well, as of yet. But uh, if they do I'll be sure to catch it on video for sounds you. Sounds like there's an opening there for you to start a trend <laughs> with the with the robes. Um so this week uh our topic is going to be cuz I I actually had this came up organically a few times as I was talking to people over the last week. It's about masks, all right, because we're still living through a pandemic, even though it's starting to subside in some places, it's starting to reemerge in others. It's not over by a long shot. So I felt like this would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about masks. Specifically, it's been coming up of how do you talk to people? This is my question for you. How do you talk to people? about wearing a mask like you're uncomfortable with this like being around this person if they're not wearing a mask so this is an unvaccinated person that we're kind well, of Well see I don't know of. but even even so I feel like if the if the last year has taught us anything, it's to be a little bit more conscientious and mindful towards each other. And like, I just feel like it's a power thing for some people. Like they just don't want to do it because it wasn't their idea, and they feel like it's the man keeping them down. And I so I'm I mean I've had it before, not as much. I guess I've been lucky, but to see somebody, especially at the height of the the pandemic around here, again, we're in Pennsylvania, um, at the height of the pandemic to, to see people walking around without a mask. I was like, come on, dude, really? Like just, so I don't know what, what comes up for you when I, when I say like, how do you talk to somebody who, who refuses to wear a mask? I think it's really hard because I think that, like you said, people have really strong opinions and you kind of have to do an evaluation of yourself first. Am I just, am I all bothered because I don't agree with their political perspective that's what's behind them not wearing the mask? Am I fearful for my safety of getting actual sick and getting COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's sort of my, my reason and what's their reason? And I feel like, and not to get into a political, but I feel like so much of it is political. And, you know, past few years, I think politics has just divided us so much. And so it can, you know, you could be having a conversation about a mask and you could go down a slippery slope of getting into all kinds of things that have to do with uh, your political views and then that can get even more heated. I just think the approach I have tried to take the entire time, and I'm not saying I'm always great at it, is to try to respect what other people want to do and and how people feel. And so if people don't want to wear a mask, then that's their option, even if I, everything in me feels strongly against it. And if people want to wear a mask and I maybe don't understand why, then let them rock it out and have a good time. But, but you know, the part that gets tricky, which is I think where you kind of want to go with it too, is 
when you don't have a choice to be around them, really. Like if it was somebody at work that you heard through the grapevine is not wearing, is not vaccinated and isn't wearing a mask, or family. No, we're not forced to be around them, but they are our family. That gets a little bit, that gets a little bit tougher. I ultimately think, I'm being long-winded, that you, you can say how you feel, but what can you really do about it? You could tell them your reasons and points but ultimately, they can decide what they want to decide. I don't think I said anything in that big. No, you did. No, no, you please be as long-winded as you want because it was awesome. Uh, no, there was a lot. I agree with everything you said, and I don't think we need to get political because for me, it's not about the politics of it; it's about the power of it. I think for some people, and I've seen this with family, so I'm not just talking out of my butthole, but. Okay. I hope I don't have to click the explicit box on the podcast. Did you curse to break our butthole rules? Is butthole a curse? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't with think you. so. Man, where is society right now? Man can't say butthole in his own home. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I think it's a power thing because it's like, don't tell me what to do, like don't tread on me, kind of thing. But for me, if it was just if. If the decision was stopped at at the edge of your personal bubble, I would be fine with it. It's like any other autonomy thing. You know, my body, my choice. Absolutely. You can do whatever you want with your body. It's your body. Rock it out. Go to town. I don't care. Right? As long as you're not hurting anybody else. But that's the thing. This is hurting somebody else because it's a pandemic. There is an actual virus that is spreading around and killing people. So... Your your power play of I don't want to ma- want to wear a mask because I don't want people telling me what to do. I don't have to wear it. It's it's not just affecting you. It's affecting everybody around you because there may be somebody. Yes, I'm young and health rel- relatively young and healthy. And you know, if I wasn't vaccinated and I did get God forbid catch COVID, <clears throat> odds are in my favor that I'm probably going to be okay. You know. But I don't want to take that risk, right? And plus, I have elderly parents. Like, what if I told, you know, I was around somebody who wasn't wearing a mask, became a carrier, and it didn't, it didn't make me sick, but then I went to visit my parents, and they dropped dead. You know, it's, it's just, it's that chain of custody thing, or like this, this idea of there's a lack of empathy for others in that, in that, you know, I don't want to wear a mask. If it, and, and again, I just, I think it bears repeating. If it was just you and your body and it wasn't affecting anybody else, go to town, don't wear a mask. It doesn't matter, but it is affecting everybody else. Cause it's a spreadable disease, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it is. I mean, I, I, I hear what <clears throat> you're saying. I think now it's a little bit different than it was six months ago with a lot more people being vaccinated. So, you know, if somebody's, you won't know necessarily if they're vaccinated or not unless they tell you. Um, but I, I think that, I, I, first of all, I want to preface by, in my opinion, we're talking about one segment of the population. I don't think yes. that the majority of people that are walking around right now are in that category even if they are unvaccinated, I don't, I don't want to put them in that box. I think this is a segment of people that are doing this. And I do agree that it's happening. I just don't want our listeners to think 
that everybody that's going out there without a mask on is making a power play that they or a statement. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't yes. know if I'm stating the obvious, but I just kind of wanted to I, spell it out. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just honestly think that you got to be careful of trying of getting into a conversation where you're going to try to convince this person, these people, this person otherwise. Yeah. Can you can you expand a little bit from your your side of the field of of therapy and psychology to talk about you know what what you can say or not say to somebody if they are you know refusing to wear a mask and you know I mean I think the therapist part of me is that you could maybe communicate a couple things that you believe to be fact very briefly and how it makes you feel I really honestly think it should be, it's a very brief conversation. Going any further and continuing on and on back and forth is just literally a waste of time. It's like when people try to convince somebody to join their religious denomination or their their political party. I know we're not talking about politics, but like, you know, why, it's just why. Why go there and why keep going when somebody's adamant and, and very um, strong in their, in their position? If there's really no point. You really don't have the control. And you're going to have lots of feelings about it, right? And and I understand why, and I, I do too, about if people that are in that position or that segment, whereas we're saying of the population. But ultimately, we have no control. So what can you do? You can control yourself. You can do what you need to do to feel safe. You can't keep all the other people in the world safe. So... The obvious, easiest answer, which might sound sound simple but might not be depending on how this person is in your life, is to not be around them. Put a mask on yourself, even if you're fully vaccinated. Only see them outside, with, a, with or without a mask. You need to do what you need to do to either not see them right now because it doesn't feel safe, or what do I need to do so that I can feel comfortable being around this person, comfortable maybe with their physical safety. I don't know. I can't promise you being comfortable with their belief system and their yeah. stance. Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent with everything you said. Um, it, and yes, thank you for the pushback of it's not everybody that's doing this. I always have this idea in my head of the specific person who is the one that's like refusing to wear a mask, and it's usually like grizzled old white guy who's like I want don't take my rights away from me so that's what I had in my head but absolutely this is not everybody it's a very small sliver of the population um and you're right you can only control yourself tell that to my clients all the time it's you know you can't control anybody else you can't control your company you can't control your friends so if you're uncomfortable or you're in a space where somebody's making you uncomfortable you can only control your response to it and like so wear your mask do you know wash your hands keep distance like do what you need to do to feel as safe and comfortable as possible around other people yeah and i think the interpersonal part of it you're just just gonna have to check on yourself because i could see somebody feeling very resentful very annoyed that it's 90 degrees and they're trying to get together and the one person that has this position is there and now they feel they have to have a mask on and steer clear of them and they're worrying about that's all your own stuff and I'm not saying you don't have a point you have lots of good points then you got to decide whether is it worth it Mm -hmm. 
for me to be in the same physical space as this individual right now. For some people, it might be, do I want to continue a relationship with somebody that is taking this position right now? It could, it could, unfortunately, it could make you question the entire relationship. If somebody that you thought you aligned with was to come from that perspective Mm -hmm. and you feel so at vehemently, is that the word? Vehemently. (laughs) Um, against it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Being comfortable enough with that person in the relationship to be able to talk about it, I think. I think if somebody shuts down, there's a there's a problem there in terms of just how you two get along. You know, if you're like, this is how it is and I don't want to talk about it. That's more on that on them of like there's something going on with them that they need to to look at. But hopefully you would, you know, whatever relationship it is, friendship, romantic relationship, family, whatever, it's, it's strong enough that you can talk it out with each other and not have it break down like that. Yeah. I mean, and and if it's at work, it's kind of the same approach work. You have less choice, right? If you've got a company that's going back into the office and you don't have a choice and you either know, or you're worried that not everybody's coming back in that office and the cubicle next to you or whatever, has been vaccinated and they may not wear a mask depending on what the company policy is, then you have to do the same thing. You've got to take a step back and figure out what you can do, what you can control to feel safe. And that's it. Yep. There's really nothing unless you're going to leave the job because there's nothing else you really can do. And then the other piece of it, the other side of the coin is the response you could potentially get from that other person that has that position of, I'm not wearing a mask, I don't have to, don't tell me what to do. Um, when they see you, especially at this point when, I forget what percentage of the country is vaccinated, but um, they see you wearing a mask. They see you standing six feet away from them. And there are people that, that you know, this is a person that doesn't believe in any of it. And they're looking at you and they could have a negative reaction to you keeping yourself safe and how do you manage that? Right. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking as a member of a of a marginalized part of the of society, if my presence is so triggering to you, <laughs> it's not my that's not my baggage. That's your baggage, you know. I'm not going to change myself to make you comfortable. Right. You know. And and Yes, you could look at that from the other point of view, like, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to change myself to make you comfortable. And I, I think, again, it's one, one of those things ripples out and affects other people, and the other one doesn't. In right. A, in, a, in, a, in a way. Um, this is making me think of, because this is all about, like, self-advocacy and, like, feeling comfortable in your own skin enough to say, like, no, I'm going to protect myself and wear a mask and, you know, do distancing and everything. And if you're not, that's fine. It also makes me think of people who aren't getting vaccinated and the, the, the um, parts of society where that's actually a valid concern because there are, you know the 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 black community has had a very touchy relationship with medicine for a long time and so that's totally understandable when somebody's like you know no I don't want to get a vaccine because look at all this history you know and women like when I had this conversation along with the mask conversation with somebody the last weekend or the weekend before 
about how, you know, how some people just aren't believed when they go to the doctor about their own health. And I'm sure you could speak to that, right? Like what, what does that, I'm, uh, I don't want to become the interviewer, but I'm curious, like, can you, can you speak to that? Or do you feel comfortable speaking to that in terms of like medically advocating for yourself? Me, I'm sorry, the medical part was, I got, uh, you lost me Like, a when you go to the doctor, sometimes I've heard women say, when I go to the doctor, they just don't believe me. Like, I have a pain, I have something seriously wrong, and they're like, oh, you just take some aspirin, you'll be fine. And if I go to the doctor as a man, they run all these tests, they're like, oh, okay, something must be wrong. And I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going to the doctor and not being believed. Right, so are you saying that that's similar to people not believing the reasons why someone doesn't want to be vaccinated? I think I'm taking another... I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the highway and taking an off-ramp. Oh, it's we're something on a different that just, ramp. Yes. I didn't know we did Sorry. a lane change and Sorry. We, we took an exit ramp. Sorry, I didn't put my ramp, blinker on. But no, you didn't. I did not tell anybody else in the car where we were going, and I apologize. <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought it popped into my head as an interesting like offshoot of this self-advocacy aspect of this, of, you know, what is it? How does it feel when you're not believed or have to like go that extra mile to advocate for yourself in those kinds of situations? Yeah, I, I, I do. I have had these conversations with mostly clients, um, clients with medical conditions, clients with rare medical conditions or uh, undiagnosed. They're not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. And they're women. Um, I do not recall, I'm sure maybe somewhere, somehow it happened, but I don't recall it ever happening to me personally, but I think that what ends up, what I've observed with the people that I'm referring to that I've worked with is that those individuals, number one, feel extremely powerless, feel very resentful, end up often not acting because it gets exhausting Mm. after a while. And it's hard to keep advocating for yourself when you keep running into these walls or you know more than the doctors know and no one's helping. Uh, So I think it's very difficult to keep up the stamina Mm. for women, I'll speak for, in these positions and to feel in control of their own health and being able to get what they need and get the answers that they need. And I think that they lose a lot of trust in medical professionals. And how it can come off is angry and difficult. Mm-hmm. Because then when you have experiences, experience after experience of that, so they can't figure out what's wrong with you or they don't know what to do or they're not listening to you, then you're very, you have a very short fuse. And then a doctor that even gives you an inkling of that gets a very strong reaction. Uh, or you're peppering them with a lot of questions. And some doctors don't like to be questioned because they feel like they're being um, doubted or, or not, you know, that they don't know. And then th- that can cause a whole dynamic. I've seen a lot of that. And then we just fall into the difficult women category that are a pain in the butt. And so I, that's what I've observed around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a real shame because then the trust in doctors becomes very, very low, and that's not going to help right? either. 
Did I answer you? you Am did. I in the right lane on yes, the right exit? We are, okay. we are all in the same car now, traveling okay. down the same <laughs> the same side of the highway to so. beat the metaphor to death before oh, we throw it in the ground. I I can speak peripherally and a little bit to the exhaustion because I was I was thinking about this last week randomly. How it, it go it 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 goes harkens back to uh, when I said like if just my mere presence is making you uncomfortable, there's like, and I've, I thought about how often I have to deal with that without even being conscious of it anymore. You know, having to change little bits of myself when I'm in a group of people that may not accept me. So like monitoring how I talk, what I say, how I move, how I sit, how, you know, all this stuff that a lot of other people don't have to, think about it is exhausting it takes energy for me to do that and I don't I you know I don't I don't I think I've gotten comfortable enough with myself and I've just the circle that I've built for myself I don't have to worry about that as much anymore but it's still there sometimes and so yeah it is very exhausting when you have to to, to air air quote like defend yourself or like just your existence and like get people to believe you or trust you or like um uh empathize with you about anything and though and I think for me I I look at it from that lens and and look at some some people not all the few people that do like have have this raging mistrust of of masks or whatever they are and like make it a point to to throw it in people's faces i'm like do you understand like what the rest of us have you know as as like going on in the background that you don't even realize it's like just put your mask on like you're not you're not one of these marginalized groups that has to deal with this day in and day out that's that's my point. I think people. That's what gets you. That's what gets me. The, the like taking on that mantle of marginalized or like persecuted member of society when you're really not. You're just you're just belligerent and don't want to wear a mask. So uh, so what's the rest of the population that are walking around unvaccinated without a mask on? That's what I'm sitting here wondering. What what about them? Are you wondering why? What's the reason? I mean, also, this started a while ago, even before COVID, there was that it's it started popping up where people were like, I'm not vaccinating my kids. It's a government conspiracy. We don't know what's in it. There's, you know, causes autism and all this other stuff. And just for the record, uh, anybody listening, all that vaccines cause autism, uh, hullabaloo, was based on one paper that somebody wrote years ago that was discredited and pulled you know, if anybody knows more about this than me, please write us or, you know, Kristen, if you know anything about this. But it's like, do, do just Google it. Do your research, you know, and it's, ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> I think there's probably some people out there that just feel like it's gone now, you know, and they're like, ah, the hype's over. Everybody's got their mask off. I mean, never got that vaccine thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm fine. You know, it just, it's kind of like, I don't want to say ignorant, but maybe that is, I don't know, maybe it's just ignorant. Like, just tired of thinking about it, dealing with it, never got around to or could figure out where to go for a vaccine. 
and now they what flip the news on for however long and and they're like oh everything's fine at least right right here where I am and that depends on where you live I think too I, I'm sure there's a level of that's in some places and I'm not criticizing those people at all right um, but I think yeah I think that that's because I've, I've I've often wondered so what are the other reasons people are out there not wearing masks there's yours there's my I, you know, theory, I don't even know if it's a theory, but of another section of people, but I don't know what the other reasons would be for un- people not getting vaccinated and not wearing a mask. I think there's way, I don't know, this is total, I could be talking silliness right now. I, I don't have no, no data on what I'm about to say. But I think that a lot of vaccinated people are still wearing their masks. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I, I think you and I talked about it. Yeah. Because I actually think it makes sense. I've had this cough that you already heard once today. And I've had, I had like a sore throat here and there over the past week or two. I didn't have anything when I was wearing a mask. And so a lot of people are just like, A, I don't know who's vaccinated and who's not. And B, look, I didn't get sick for a while. And that was really lovely. So when I'm out, I'm going to pop my mask on. Mm-hmm. So I believe and I have nothing to back this, that a lot of the people walking around with masks are vaccinated. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree. I still wear my mask in Target and in Acme because I, like you, enjoyed not being sick for a whole year. I enjoyed not getting the flu and a cold and all that other stuff. You know, so it's... And there are other countries where it's it's more part of the culture to wear a mask. Right. And it, like and it's, China, right? Right. And it's not just it's not just for you, it's for other people. Like if I'm sick, I'll wear a mask so I don't get everybody else sick. You know, it's that empathy that I was talking about before of like thinking beyond yourself to say, Oh, this this can affect other people. I'm going to think this through a little bit more, you know? Right, like my cough is like a here and there thing, but if it starts to get really bad, then I should definitely be putting, if I'm coughing a lot or I've got bronchitis, I should wear a mask. Like I don't be coughing all over people. It's just a whole new perspective, at least I guess for me and for America. Mm-hmm. But as much as, <laughs> see now, <laughs> I'm cough, a minor cough. All right, thing, now you're just doing it for attention. No, um, that was like a weird cough. Um, I think that, I don't want to get sick, but I don't want to wear a mask, Ralph. I don't know. Right. I'm like in this thing where I like look at it. I'm like, I can't do it, buddy, but you've been good to me. Like, I, I don't want to put it on at all. And I think it's, I think it's a cultural thing of, you know, I may be, I may be going way off the highway. We may be in the all weeds. Right, I've got my seatbelt fastened. In a, in a, we really a, are we may be riding this whole Driving metaphor. into a cornfield right now, but. <laughs> You know, there's this there's this idea of America as like rugged individualism and like I'm going to s- strike out on my own and don't tell me what to do and I'm going to, you know, set up my farm and do and that I think a little piece of that bleeds into all this that we're talking about. And and other countries and other cultures I don't think that's the case. I think they're more they're more aware of each other and like we're we live in a society, right? We got to there's people around, we got to look at each other and and interact with each other. And I think there is an element of that we've, America, you know, I don't know who listens to this in other countries. Hopefully everybody. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so amazing. That be great? Please email us just Please. to say you've listened and you live in another country. Please, Iceland. I would like to, I would like to visit Anywhere. Reykjavik. 
Okay. Uh, you know, just as an aside, I think I think in other countries, in some other countries, I don't want to I don't want to generalize too much, but in some other countries, it's more of the culture of, you know, let's help each other out. And I, I think we're wrestling with that here in America of, you know, there's a there's a battle between that rugged individualism and don't tell me what to do, you know, my my body, my choice. And we're living through a pandemic where everything you do affects everybody else on a very real short scale. You know, it's not like I'm going to get this and five years later something's going to happen. It's like within a week or two, I may get sick and I may be in the hospital and I may die because you made a decision, you know. Well, I think other governments are run differently too, and we're the oh, land sure. of the free. So no every, liberty. you know, we. <laughs> sorry, it's funny. Um, yeah, and I think that that's a lot of it. The mindset's different with different governments and different ways people have lived. I think the United States is democracy, whatever. We're the land of the free, home of the brave, as you say. Right. Uh, so I think it's a little bit different than some other countries. But I was like trying to connect it all together in my head. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we look, think about communication and self-advocacy, we can do that with these whoever it is that's making us uncomfortable around masks and, and physical health safety. We can speak up and we should speak up. But how we do that, so it goes back to our former podcast episodes mm-hmm. of really taking the time to look at yourself Figure out how you're feeling, cope with that, and figure out a good way to communicate what you want to say. And that's literally all you can do. Right. And then, well, the, the next thing you can do is, how can I make myself feel safe and what can I do? And that's it. Like, that's, that is where we are. You want to wrap yourself in bubble wrap because that's how you're going to feel comfortable? Well, that's what you're going to do. Right. But we can't control one another and we all should just know that getting all up in arms and mad about it. And it's just not, it's you're either going to work through it within your personal relationships. And like you said earlier, be mature and have a conversation and you're going to work it out. And if you can't do that, maybe that whole relationship is going to have to be reevaluated, unfortunately. Right. And I, I think it's, it's, uh, important to say we're just talking about the pandemic and wearing masks. I think in general, what we're talking about could be applied to a bunch of other sure. things. And that's all other, that's like 20 other podcast episodes that we could tackle that stuff. But I think it's important to reiterate that we're just talking about the pandemic and masks. I agree a thousand percent. Um, you can only control yourself. And the more the more self advocacy you have, the more used to advocating for yourself, and the more more comfortable you are, and the more self confident you are, I think it's easier to navigate the waters that we're talking about in terms of like, all right, you're gonna do you, and you're not gonna wear a mask, and you're gonna, you know, you're fine. So I'm gonna do everything in my power to make myself safe and comfortable. So I'm gonna keep wearing my mask. I'm gonna wash my hands. I'm gonna stay six feet away from you. You know. But then it leads to that conversation you were talking about of the two conversations, a two way street. It can't just be one person like opening up and saying stuff and trying to connect. It has to be both people. Right. So it, it for, you know, it, ha, it starts with me saying, you know, this is this is my feeling. I want to keep myself safe, wear a mask. You know, you're going to do your thing. It's up to that other person to recognize that and say, OK, well, I'm you know, I feel this way this is, I feel safe. I'm going to do this. 
and come to some kind of meeting of the minds. You know, I think a lot of times there's not, we, we assume best intentions when we enter into a conversation like that. And I feel sometimes there's not, there's not best intentions on, on both sides. Right. I, I think that I was less afraid than some of my friends were during COVID. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I wasn't taking the precautions, but I was not nearly as afraid or, and maybe not as cautious as some of my friends. And I worked really hard to respect. And also I have one very close friend that I saw often in the pandemic that has um, a medical condition, an immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. So I had to really take all of that into consideration, even if I thought, oh, God, this is so stupid. I just get over it. You know, you want to like, that's not fair. And if I care about those people, then I have to respect where they're coming from and their comfort level. It wasn't always easy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always easy. I'm like, ah, oh, put the mask, relax, put the mask away, everybody's fine. Or whatever, if I was feeling that way at a certain point before other people that I care for and spend time with were. But... It's just really important. I, I just tried really hard to stay in that lane, like very hard. And I think, I, I mean, so far I haven't lost any friends through the pandemic. So I guess. <laughs> That's so not I, what I heard. Check, <laughs> check, People talk to me. Check on that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if everybody else thinks it through like that. Yeah. Um, so to, uh, to sum up today we've 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 uh this has been an interesting one we've we've taken a lot of off ramps and twists and turns <laughs> and drove through a cornfield at one point but i i feel like you know sometimes i think you and i just got to talk through this stuff like something happens where it's like it may not be a an actual question but it's like something that keeps popping up that i feel like just us kind of working through it from our points of view is is helpful at least for us but also somebody listening may may get something out of it. Um, so just kind of sum up, I think, like you said, everything starts with you. You know, protect yourself, make the best choices for you, and, and advocate for yourself. I feel safest doing ABC. Do those things. Don't feel ashamed or weird about doing them. If you still want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You know, if you still want to keep six feet apart from people, do that. You know, we're in a state of flux as a society right now around this. Um, Number two, have the conversations with people and be open about it from both sides. Be open about having the conversations. You know, why don't you want to wear a mask? You know, because have that and don't feel attacked, you know, and don't attack. I think that's really important as well. Let's not attack each other and let's, you know, try not to feel attacked if somebody's genuinely curious about your stance on something. Um, How do you feel about those two and would you add anything else? No, I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that the individuals that have low self-esteem, maybe some feelings of insecurity overall in their relationships with others will struggle with this. Mm-hmm. People that are people pleasers and fear upsetting others. This sounds really simple when we're sitting here talking about it, mm-hmm. but I think could be very, very difficult. The fear of loss, the fear of rejection... I think that that, those things are big and impactful in in what we've, everything we've talked about today and not to be overlooked or 
minimize, not that I think we were minimizing anything, but I do think that, yes, if you are an assertive, self-assured person, all of this is cake. You should do this, and this is what you do, and Ralph and Kristen figured it all out for you, and you're all good. But I think there's a lot of people that struggle with asserting, clearly, we've talked about this, Mm -hmm. asserting themselves, uh, feeling comfortable with comfort. People might put this under the category of confrontation. I don't know that I would. Addressing difficult topics, fear of upsetting others, fear of rejection, things that I guess I'm thinking of a lot of the clients I work with. And that can make what we're saying extremely difficult to do. Yeah. That's all. That's kind yeah. of what I'm adding in there. Uh, agree. Agree, agree, agree. And uh, for those people who may struggle with what we're talking about, uh, build your, your circle of support. You know, have people that will help you talk through this stuff, who will advocate for you, who will help help you advocate for yourself. You know, and that includes professionals who you can go to and talk to that will help you build these muscles. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to be as uh, self-confident and amazing as Kristen and I. <laughs> so, you know. I like how you added the plug in there. That was good. <laughs> Ralph Ralph just did it. I was like, oh, and there he goes. Perfect. I, I am a professional. I've been doing this <laughs> for a while. Uh, and speaking of getting professionals to help you with these things, if – you want to uh, talk to either of us or both of us, you can put us on a group chat. That's fine. Uh, you can find me at trueenginecoaching.com. You can also email me, Ralph, at True Engine Coaching. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook uh, and Instagram. Just search for info Coach Ralph or Coach Ralph. You'll find me. How can people find you? I can be found uh, on well, Psychology Today. I have a profile, psychologytoday.com. My email address, which I welcome anyone to email me with any questions or, yes, questions or concerns, at uh, thephillytherapistkristen at gmail.com. My website is uh, thephillytherapistkristen.com. Yeah, and all of my contact information are in those spaces, and I do offer free phone consultations. Excellent. And if you have a question for either of us that you would like us to tackle on the show and pick it apart like we just did, you can always email us at heyletmeaskyousomething at gmail.com. And as I said, I think last time or one of our episodes, if something we're talking about jumps out at you, you have a comment or a question to it, we do welcome those emails as well. Yes. It'll be, that could kind of get us going on a new topic or taking a topic we've already addressed to a a different space. Yeah, so we please, definitely welcome that as well. Yeah, please push back on anything we say. Again, these are all of our opinions and just us us thinking as human beings, but also pulling in our, you know, expertise in our different fields. So if you hear something that you wanna, you know, push back on or have a comment about, email us, let us know. We'll we'll address it on the show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, another one in the bag. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a good week, and we will see you next Friday. Thank you. See you next time. Bye.